Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. One of the top stories in the papers today, we're just going to anger people quite a lot. 11 GP practices made more than 1 million from medical card holders last year on the medical card scheme. 1 million. Now, remember, that's 1 million just out of medical card holders. That's not including what they would get as well if, you know, you take into consideration they charge 50 to 65 quid per person for normal private patients. When I say normal, I use it in inverted commas. Now, Freedom of Information figures released to News Talk show spending on the scheme increased by 8% last year and almost uh, 854 million. Eight, that's nearly a billion euro, was paid out to over 3,000 GP practices under the medical card scheme last year, up, to, up from the 788 million of 2020. The total includes payments for patients and practice support payments. Some 24 practices. 24 practices were paid more than 900,000, nearly a million quid each under the scheme, with 11 getting at least 1 million. And the highest earner was Dr. Salganagar, uh, Vivek Macdev is his name, who runs a surgery in Melick County Leash, who was paid over 1.3 million. The next highest was Dr. Austin O'Carroll in the north inner city of Dublin, who got over 1.2 million. Uh, Dr. Kathleen O'Connor in Tralee, County Kerry, came third. It's like the charts, isn't it, years ago? I should, maybe Larry Gogan should be reading this out, God bless him. At over 1.1 million. And in a statement, the HSE said the figures are gross amounts. Nothing uh, that while they attach to the name of a particular GP, they can cover several GPs and staff working in the same practice. In other words, sometimes a GP's practice might have four doctors or three doctors or two doctors or whatever. So it doesn't automatically go to one doctor, it goes to the practice. Now, before you all get up in arms about how much doctors are getting from the medical card, we need to remember that medical card scheme payments are never just a salary to a GP. There's a full team, as I said, that you know goes from the GP nurses to the receptionists, the secretaries, the cleaners, and obviously all payments, all the payments that are required to run a business. But today I want to ask you, do you think the idea of charging a medical card, medical card holders would be a good idea? Now, I find it difficult to talk about these kind of topics, topics at the moment when we, we're looking at a cost of living increase and I don't like to see anything going up in price. But I do remember many, many years ago talking to a girl who was a receptionist in a, in a practice, in a GP practice. And she said to me that the reason they don't have appointments on the day, because I was given out to her saying I had an upset stomach or something like that, and I wanted to go to the doctor, and they said, oh yeah, we can't give you an appointment until the next week. And I said, sure, it'll be grand by then, you know. And it's almost like you have to make an appointment to be sick. In other words, I'm thinking of being sick next Wednesday. Is there any chance of an appointment? Because she said the problem is that the GP surgeries now, that was just her anecdotal observation, was filled with people with medical cards. And I said, are they sick? And she said, well, some are genuinely sick, but some are not. She said, they might just have a sniffle or a cough or a cold or, you know, something that could be dealt with just, you know, with a paracetamol or an MSIP. But they go to the doctor because it's free. And there was research done in the matter private in relation to A&E and the people who had gone to A&E, and the majority seemingly on one particular day of the research who went to A&E in the Matter Hospital didn't need to be there. They could have gone to the local GP or sorted out their own problem by just going to the chemist and getting a LEMSIP or whatever it happens to be. They might have just had a cold. Uh, and, or, you know, or a minor injury that could have been dealt with themselves with a plaster or something like that. And I'm not saying people, if they feel something's wrong with them, shouldn't go to a doctor. You should go to a doctor, of course, if you feel something's wrong with you, particularly if you feel it might be serious or you have an infection or something like that, and you need to get an antibiotic. 
But the idea that, you know, people are filling surgeries because it's free is something that needs to be addressed. Now, if everybody was getting it free and we had enough GPs and we had a big service, well, then it would be fine. But they're not. It's only a certain section of the community get it for free and other people can't afford to go to the doctors. They have to decide whether it's food or the doctors. So would it be such a bad idea, for example, if you charge maybe 10 euro for each doctor's visit for somebody on a medical card and maybe 20 euro for A&E for a doctor's visit? Would that be such a bad idea? Um, And if it's a genuine injury or if it's somebody who has a terminal illness, of course they shouldn't be charged. Or if it's an old age pension, of course they shouldn't be charged. But people just wasting time. Because so many people would make appointments on medical cards, they don't even turn up. That happens too quite a lot when it's a medical card because you don't have to pay. But doctors have to get paid. So the question is, should there be a small administration charge for medical cards? And that money could be ring-fenced to reduce the price, of course, for private patients as well. Let me know what you think. Would that be a good idea? Should we charge a small administration charge for using a medical card in a GP's practice? The number is 87 8 And let me know if you think it's a good idea. Let me go to Will. Will, you're in Ireland's classic case. How are you doing, Will? Hello, Niall. How are you doing? Good. Will, would it be a good idea? It, look, the idea, it's a good idea, but I think €10, Euro, if you're on social welfare getting, what is it, €204 Euros a week, and you have to give €10, Euro, like that's 5% of your income for the week to go to the doctor. I yeah, but how often do you go to the doctor? I mean, I, well, I uh, well, well, once, twice say, a year, maybe. Yeah, but let's let's just say you were unlucky, and in a two month period, you got sick. You're in your fifties or whatever, and you had to go to the doctor five times over a five or six week period, and you have to, and you, and you're, you're unfortunately you're out sick, you're on social welfare, and you have to pay a tenner every time. For a genuine person. That's too much. Well, no, I, 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 did, I did mention that if, it, like, for example, in that situation, if it was the same illness, you pay the tender the first time, but you wouldn't have to pay again the same way as you would with a doctor. Well, I would like to think that most doctors are reasonable when it comes to charging you, you know, if you're coming back for observation yeah. for the same illness. There probably should be a charge. 10 euro might be a little bit excessive, but four or five euro might put off people that are abusing the system and they go, well, do I really need to go to the doctor today? It's going to cost me four euro. Maybe a small charge. Ten euro, I think, might be a bit excessive. If you have a medical card, you're obviously on low income. And I do agree with the principle of what you're saying, that the system is being abused. But we can't put any more pressure on society. That's the problem. The cost of living has gone. No, and I understand. Myself and Ashton spoke about this Mm. this morning. I said, five years ago, I'd have done this topic and most people would have come on and said, yeah, I don't see an issue with that. But, and even I would have said I don't see an issue with it but at the moment it's difficult for me to talk about things where we're looking to charge people money um, but the one thing I will say about it is that if look clearly at this moment in time Ireland can't afford free healthcare it's similar to the UK and Northern Ireland we can't afford it right um, maybe in the future we will and we should be able to but at the moment when, when, I'm, when I'm unwell for example I think twice about going to the doctor because it's 65 quid. I can put that in diesel in my car and I'll wait for a few days and see do I feel better, like most people who have to pay. But if I was on a medical card, sure, I'd be hop, skipping and jumping down to the doctor because it wouldn't cost me anything and I'm probably fine. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I understand and I, I'm agreeing with the overall principle of what, you, what your point is, but I think 10 euro would be a bit excessive and, you know, there might be a lot of genuine people out there on low incomes with medical cards. Maybe somebody on a low income, a working family with a medical card for a couple of children and they might not have 
at 10 euro to bring the child to the doctor and to, to penalise them. Well, of, now children, the, children are free anyway, aren't they, up to a certain age? I think up to six, up to six. Yeah, they've extended. Did they not extend that in the last budget to nine? I think not 100% nine. sure now. Yeah, I think it's nine now. But let's say you have a 10 or 11, 12 year old. Yeah. They're very sick. You have four kids. You're on low income. You're under pressure. 10 euro, you mightn't have the 10 euro. So, you know, it, it could cause more problems in the long run. Yeah, but, I mean, you, but we could argue that's the end of the year because realistically, if people are working and are not entitled to a medical card, if they earn over the threshold, which is a low threshold, and they're not entitled to a medical card, I mean, they also have to wonder if their child is sick, their 10-year-old is sick, and they want to bring them to the doctor, or their 16-year-old, they want to bring them to the doctor. Have they got 65 quid? You see, I don't, I don't, I, I'm also opposed to that. I think... What you mentioned earlier, universal healthcare is probably the way to go through general taxation. Mm. And if the government stopped wasting money, we'd have that money to do something like that. But see, here's that the system, I think, is broken. I mean, you if you go to Northern Ireland or, or the UK, and I'm very familiar with this situation, right? And let's say you're feeling unwell and you think you have a bit of a chest infection or you might have an ear infection or a kidney infection where you're going to the toilet or not, right? Very obvious stuff, right? You ring your doctor at half eight in the morning or half nine in the morning, you log your call and you have to ring between half nine and a quarter to ten or whatever it is every morning. The doctors will take the calls. And they call you back in the afternoon and they say, how are you doing, Niall? Uh, what, what's wrong with you? Sorry, doctor. Yeah, I just feel this need to, to go to the jacks all the time. And uh, and I definitely, you know, I just have a kidney infection, you know. And they go, that's grand. Yeah, I leave a prescription for you in boots down the road there for an antibiotic. Sorted. This saves the doctor's visit. They, all, yeah. all the doctors do it. The GPs do it up there. We don't do anything like that down here. Well, the, the, the particular doctor I go to, if I thought I had a bit of a chest infection and I have an idea what it was, I would just ring my doctor for a callback. And I'd mm. say, well, I'm feeling like this. And he'd say, yeah, sounds like maybe a bit of a chest infection. And that w- that's what he'd do, antibiotic. And that would clear it up. I don't have to go in and waste a half an hour of the doctor's time because I have an idea. A bit of a cough. Bit of mucus, it's a chest infection. So if you if you're thinking and you're considerate of other other people and other people's time, you'll do that. And there are people, of course, that I have a medical card, nothing better to do. I'll go to the doctor twice a week, and I don't agree with that. But I think that the the, the bigger issue is that we probably ha- should have some sort of a universal healthcare system. Well, that's where the future. Everybody yeah. can go. It's paid for through general taxation. The money is there. But you're paying for it anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what PRSI is supposed to be for, isn't it? There's so much money being wasted, which is another issue we could talk about until six o'clock this evening. Yeah. And that's the real issue. But to to, to cover the point that you brought up today on your show, I I still think 10 euro for low-income families or single people on low incomes is probably too much, but but having a charge is a good idea. Okay, we'll stay there just for a second. Let me go to Sharon. Sharon, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, Sharon? Hi, Niall. Sharon, I mean, maybe it's the wrong time to be talking about charging people for something. And I and I get that because at the cost of living at the moment, I don't believe anybody should be charged for anything the way things are going at the moment. But realistically, we have to be honest with ourselves when people are wasting doctors' times. I agree. I, I think it should be a charge of €10. Euro. I mean, just, just, you know, people seem to have money for false nails, eyelashes. Not, well, not everybody has that kind of money. Not everybody, no. Yeah. No, okay, not everybody. But it's no harm to make people think twice because we should be taking more responsibility for our health anyway. 
Like I know of certain people that run to the, run to the doctor the minute there's a sniffle. So I'm speaking from kind of a personal experience. Yeah. And um, I know myself nine times out of ten, like I'll be fine if I wait it out. Yeah. And I do the right, you know, do Take the right thing. Yeah. Our mothers and fathers didn't go running to doctors. I mean, we managed all this stuff ourselves years ago. If you had a boil, you burst that you didn't go in and go on a course of antibiotic after antibiotic. You know, so to a certain extent, I think it might make people think, you know, well, how can I deal with this myself? Well, now, I, I, I do want to be cautious of the fact that I don't want to discourage people from going to the doctors if they think that something's serious. Oh, no, if yeah. they need it. Yeah. Of course, they shouldn't hesitate. Yeah. But you believe yeah. that people are hop skipping and jumping to the doctor when it's free? Oh yeah, and it costs oh, nothing. Yeah. Not everybody, well. but a certain but a certain amount of people definitely are. Mm. Maybe I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't pick on a particular part of society, but I don't know. I don't know if younger people, much younger people, really know about the old mm. ways of dealing with things. You know, if your child had a sniffle or a cold, and I know it's worrying when your child is sick, mm. but um. You know, um, nine times out of ten, uh, unless they have a very high temperature and you're really worried, you know, but like if they just have a sniffle. Um, I mean, I, I do believe if somebody has an ongoing illness, be it terminal or otherwise, and they have an ongoing illness, they shouldn't have to pay. And that that's obvious, right? And maybe no. some people get medical cards because they have an ongoing illness. That's a different situation. And what we're talking about yeah, is people just I- abusing the system. Yeah, and I, I can kind of say as well, like I had a, an illness that went on for a long time. Mm-hmm. I had huge doctors, loads of doctors visits a month in hospital, a lot, a lot of, you know, going to the doctor. Um, but I left it. I, I probably left, you know, left it for a while. And then yeah. when it didn't sort itself, I went. But I was fortunately covered by insurance. I was. Well, this know, is it. Do you have to have private health insurance? insurance. But, but, but I'd be honest with you, I have private health insurance. But I find it useless, absolutely useless. Um, well, I, I, I as far as I'm concerned, it's only there for doomsday. Because any time I've you, gone yeah. to claim for anything, they tell you it's not covered. Well, it would have cost me about fifty grand now for what what I went through. Um, I had two stays in hospital. I had very complicated illnesses happen out of the blue, and um, where it started was with a boil on my arm. Now I feel as though if that had have been lanced it would have taken the poison out and it wouldn't have gone through my whole system. So I think in hindsight, honestly, I would have gone to my homeopathic doctor first. You know, my homeopath, um, because the last one that I had, he did manage to burst it with homeopathic medicine and I never got one again, but I was getting them constantly. I was going to the doctor and he felt the antibiotics were inhibiting it. Do you believe in all that homeopathic stuff? Just from the experience I had, you know, they couldn't keep removing the system. But, but, it is, but homeopathy is a pseudoscience, isn't it, more so than anything else? I mean, there, there used to be, uh, even the NHS in the UK used to have a, a, homeopath, oh. a homeopathy hospital and they closed it down because they didn't want to be so responsible what, for it because there was, there's no ev- it's not evidence-based. No, I know. But so was it pure coincidence then that Maybe. the homeopath managed to, 
you know. Maybe. Um, Maybe it was correlation, not causations, as they, as they even say. Though I had, even though I had four or five of them had to be removed in hospital. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I can't be a pincushion. I can't do this anymore. No, I, do, um, I don't know. I mean, that, that's obviously your experience. Yeah. And I'm not going to deny your experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they, their answer was to take antibiotics. But the antibiotics didn't work. Steroids mm. didn't work. Nothing worked. And when I went to the homeopath, um, all I can say is that that did work. Now, this I is the whole idea that some diluted, and somebody mentioned before, it's, it's similar to dropping one drop of whatever it is into a swimming pool of water and then putting it into a small thing and giving it to you and suggesting it works. But a lot of that is, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know very much about it to talk yeah. about it. But, but in saying that, from what I've read and what I heard about it, there's very little evidence that any of that works. But yeah. but in saying well, that, maybe look anecdotal stories. Maybe it works for some people. I don't. I don't know. I don't, you know maybe that's all to do with the mind as well and the body wanting to protect itself and all that kind of carry on. Um, but yeah, sorry, Will. Just go back to what Sharon says. She doesn't see an issue with a ten euro charge. Now I know we're tough times at the moment and everything else. But realistically, you know, if you're on two hundred nine euro, you're probably not just on. By the way, there's nobody on just on two hundred nine euro for the dole. People get other benefits to being on social welfare or low income because you get supports from the state in other ways too. So you're not. There's no. Very few people just living on two hundred and ten euro. Be fair to say, well, I, I I agree with Sharon. Is it? I agree with Sharon. Yeah, that you know, running to the doctor with a sniffle and not knowing how to look after yourself with minor little things is uh, is an issue. It's an issue we have. But I think, yeah, ch- charge should apply. I think ten euro is a bit. Ten euro is a bit excessive. Okay. And I think. I think, you know. Society now, with the cost of living, is on the is is on the brink of you know there's a breaking point coming. No, no, look, I couldn't disagree with you more, Will, in relation to that. And I know maybe it's a bad time for me to be asking people to throw out an extra tenner. Let's hear some of your WhatsApp voicemails that are coming in as well before we go into the break. If we can, I'll try and play one or two of these. Hi, Niall. Um, I would agree to a certain degree, but my 83 year old mum, um, only goes. She has chronic different illnesses and she only goes when she really has to and mm-hmm. already she's on a, a drug that she has to have uh, blood tests every three months and she has to pay 20 euros for that regardless of whether she has a medical card or not and I don't see why she should have to pay an extra 10 euros when she goes I understand about people yeah and I've seen that myself because I'm like you I have to pay for it every time I go and you see the same people if you do go I could wait till I have a list, but at the same time, like certainly for people like my mum, I don't think they should be. And she was, you know, she was a nurse; she cared for people all her life. So I don't really see how, you know, that that would be fair. Certainly on people like my mum and other people mm-hmm. like her who um, don't abuse the system. I know it will be difficult. How do you kind of choose who abuses it and who doesn't? But yeah, I I I wouldn't agree from that perspective. Um. Anyway, thanks, Moya. Um. Uh, absolutely. Look, I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I did say at the start. I certainly wouldn't be charging pensioners, and I cer- are people over the age of sixty-five, if that's what we're called when we're pensioners. I'm not too far away, uh, and I certainly wouldn't be charging people who had ongoing illnesses or you know who needed care on a constant basis, like your mom who needed that blood test every so. That wouldn't be the case at all. It, it's to try to eradicate, as you recognise yourself, those people who are basically just there 
on a daily basis, and there's many of them, uh, on a regular basis, who will just use the doctors because it's free. And the other problem they have as well is, and I got a text in a few minutes ago from the receptionist and GP's office who wants to remain anonymous, but she says people are less likely to cancel or not turn up for appointments when they're paying for it. She said on a regular basis, we've taken many people who I know are medical cards and they don't even show up. So that's a kind of common problem. When you're not paying for something, well, look, if I don't turn up, sure nobody's going to charge me anything. It doesn't make any difference, does it? Really? Let's have a listen to more of your messages here again. I entirely understand why the medical card uh, fee could potentially be necessary to avoid uh, missed appointments and abuse of the system. But um, when colleges brought in an administrative fee, that was only supposed to be minimal. And look how much people are charging now, or colleges are charging now, and people are paying for college fees. Um, we're up at 3500 I think we're the highest in Europe. Um, I do think that the government would abuse it and surgeries would abuse it um, and over time it should end up being expensive even for people with medical cards to go to the doctor. Um, I think wasted uh, money across the board in administration in the health service is basically what the problem is um, in this country, one of the major problems anyway in this country. Um, lots of middle management and pen pushers and not enough doctors and the like. Um, and nurses. Um, so maybe if we could restructure that and uh, universal healthcare would be a more um, available thing for people um, because medicine in this country is ridiculous. My parents are paying 5,000 a year. Um, they are in their 70s and they're paying five grand a year for health insurance. It's ridiculous. Thanks for Vicky and Galway. Well, yeah, Vicky and Golly, it is an awful lot of money. Private health insurance, by the way, is just a ridiculous cost. Absolutely ridiculous cost. In Ireland, I can't come on because I'm literally just heading out the door to meet somebody. Um, And I just wanted to say, no, I don't think it should be a charge for medical card holders attending their GP. I'm a medical card holder. But I very, very seldom go to the doctor. And anyway, you can't get an appointment these days. You also cannot get a dental appointment anywhere because you're a medical card holder. So I always just feel really discriminated against because I'm a medical card holder. I wouldn't have a medical card if I could afford to pay for a dentist or a GP or whatever. But I do think that medical card holders should have to pay a small amount if they attend A&E departments. Because I have a friend who literally would go to A&E with a headache, you know. So I do think a lot of people do abuse the A&E system in the country. So I definitely think there should be a charge for A&E. Okay, thanks. All right, yeah, that's probably a a good call, a charge for A&E. And I remember there was a study on the Matter Hospital A&E, and as I mentioned earlier on, many of the people who were there, they said a huge percentage of people there on an average morning between sort of 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock didn't need to be there. It's a complete waste of A&E's time. Hi Niall, the nearest place to me in the in the evenings when doctor surgeries are closed is the K-Doc in Nace. And they do now phone consultations where you tell them exactly what's wrong and then they'll ask you where your nearest chemist is, you tell them where your nearest chemist is and they'll email the chemist over your prescription. So you don't have to go into them and there's no 65 euro charge or Anything like that. Do they? I haven't heard of it. There you go. Well, maybe some doctors do do that. I haven't heard of it happening too often. Anyway, the number is 087-188-0008. Uh, let's do a little poll on this during the break. 
Do you believe there should be, look, all things being good, forget about the cost of living for the moment because we're talking about this in principle, because today it was revealed that $854 million was paid out of taxpayers' monies to GPs' practices across the country for people visiting medical cars. And anecdotal stories have let us know that a lot of people seem to abuse the system. I'm not saying everybody does, by the way. Some people clearly don't. But leaving aside pensioners and people with critical illness or people with terminal illness who need to use the doctor on a regular basis, do you believe that your average Joe should have to pay, or Josephine, should have to pay a small administration charge for using a medical card? Yes, you believe that should be the case, or no, absolutely not, Niall. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Looking through the messages here, and surprisingly, I know it's tough times to be asking questions like this, by the way, the majority of people seem to agree that there should be, should be some sort of charge. Uh, but let me go to Margaret. Margaret, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Margaret? Hi, Niall. How are you? Now, you work in a GP practice. Yeah, I do. I okay. Do. All right. So do you think, look, I, I just made up the figure of 10 euro earlier on. I didn't, I just, yeah. said, I just said administration fee of some description. Anyway, I suppose it would be five or 10 and whatever. Yeah. But do you think that would discourage people from wasting time? I do, to be honest with you, Niall. Um, I've said it for a number of years myself. I've worked in, in the um, reception area for 20 years and there's a lot of people that come in um, kind of time-wasting. Um, I don't mean to say time wasting as such, but it's nearly like a social call at times. You know what I mean? And you know, it's just a check up, like just to make sure I'm yeah, still okay. Exactly. You know, and look, I understand. You know, there are some people that are really lonely out there. A lot of elderly people. You know what I mean? A social call to the doctor might be the only kind of social visit they have during the week. But well, I see. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. find it in my heart to charge elderly people. To be yeah, honest with you. And I'll, I'd be the exact same as you. And I think doctors use their discretion, really, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? But I think there is a lot of people out there, some people, that would make appointments with the doctor, not bother turning up. They might have a little scratch on their hands. Um, you know, something that really, as other people have said, years ago, our own parents would have dealt with themselves. You know, you go into the pharmacy, buy a bit of Savlon or, you know, things like that, that you should be able to deal with yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, people ring up now if they have a temperature that morning and they're ringing up, they want to see the doctor that day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we just don't, the facility isn't there, you know what I mean, for patients. Whereas, you know whereas I mean? if you're paying 65 quid or 50 quid, depending on which yeah. doctor you go for, you're not, if you get a bit of a temperature, you're going to wait and see if it goes down before you ring. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's self-medicated. As you said yourself, Niall, 60 euros is very expensive to go to the doctor, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, and like, for... With medical cards, people can come in as many times as they want. Do you know what I mean? Free of charge. It's sometimes, yeah, exactly. And, it's, and, and can I ask you a question? I don't want to yeah. know where you work, but 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 yeah. on an average morning, when when the reception area is full, I don't know how many people the reception area holds, or mm. it depends on the size of the practice. Some places could have twenty or thirty people sitting there. But mm. when it's when it's full in the mornings, what percentage would be medical card holders? Oh, I'd say definitely. 70-80%, even more probably in oil, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? Okay, the so in other words, people who pay are reluctant to go to the doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. COVID has changed things a lot. I think I'm sure every medical practice will say this. Like, it's taken... Like, we would have had a walking arrangement in the morning. Like, we could have seen 60 people in the morning. Do you know what I mean? And most of the times, and I'm not trying to comment for even the doctors, like, how many of those actually have a really need to be there in the morning? Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah how many people are actually really sick coming into the doctor, I'd say the percentage is very, very small. Do you know what I mean? Who genuinely um, need a referral or need, yeah. need a referral or genuinely need an antibiotic or, you know, 
you know, maybe they have some mental health problems and things like that, that's totally understandable. You know what I mean? They need to come in and be seen. But there's a lot of people that would not necessarily need to be there in the morning. That's something that they could deal with over the phone. Yeah, a bit of a cold. Exactly. You know, it's a small, it's a small fee, even two to five euros. I'm telling you, Niall, a lot of, you'd have a lot of time wasters that wouldn't, that wouldn't want to pay that. Yeah, and to come in and see the doctor. Because if you were, I mean, look, if you were on low income or you were only on two hundred and nine yeah. quid a week or whatever it is, yeah. and you had to pay a fiver, it yeah. might discourage you from wasting that fiver because it's important to you. you exactly, know what I mean? exactly. And you'll make it that you'll really want to come in and see the doctor genuinely. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's look, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Do you know what I mean? But I think a small fee, two to five euros. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, now don't get me wrong. Can I can I point out that mm. I'm all in favour of a free healthcare system? Yeah, unfortunately, so we, yeah. we unfortunately we don't have it in this country, and we can't afford yeah. it allegedly at the moment. Although we can waste billions yeah. on other things, um, we can't afford it at the moment. So for the time being, why we can't afford it? I think there's an unfair system whereby, and I know people who are pinned to the collar with their mortgages with everything, and if they get sick, yeah. you know, they have to decide: Do I have a dinner tonight or go to the doctor? You exactly. know, you know what I mean? <laughs> because they just they can't afford it. Six euros is a lot for a doctor's visit now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're going to the pharmacy, like if you're on inhalers, um, you know what I mean, chronic, if you're chronic asthmatic, that's 80, 90 euros as well on a drug payment scheme. Like 130 euros a month is a, very, is a lot of money for, pay, for people now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with the rising petrol costs and electricity and things like that. It's a huge amount of money to people, you know what I mean? I'm, look, I'm I looking, when I read this article this morning in the paper, that it was yeah. 854 million was paid to GP practices from people on medical cards. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's only a billion it quid. It's a lot of money. You know what I mean? It is. But I, and don't get me wrong, most of that was necessary. Yeah. I'm sure most of those were genuine yeah. patients, but well, a lot of it were genuine patients with genuine needs, but a lot yeah. of it was time wasting. So uh, from your experience to people who are on medical card who make appointments are less likely to show up. Yeah, they are, and I'll be honest with you. It is it is a staggering amount, and it, the problem is, is when you do have people who are genuinely sick and ring up and looking for an appointment that day. Unfortunately, we don't have any appointments. We can't get the genuine people who are sick that day an appointment, and then the people don't turn up for their appointments. A small fee, two euros or five euros, I think hopefully it would alleviate a lot of, um, you know, problems with the healthcare system, and maybe just in local GPs and the things GPs, like that. Yeah. And I mean, we all know we don't have enough GPs. We need more of them as well. We don't. We don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? But look at it there now. You go back to the education. It's all, you know, I don't think it's management by the government. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What can you do? They yeah. I, unfortunately, you uh, young men and women who are becoming doctors and GPs are yeah. leaving the country for uh, exactly. better opportunities. We'll stay there for a second because I want to go to Maria as well. Maria, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Maria? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, you have a medical card. I have an well I uh, yes I, I I do for the last um 3 4 years okay. because I I uh, have a, a neurological Oh problem. I remember talking to you the last time it's lovely yes. to talk to you again I well, hope you're getting well, doing think... well you and the dog I am yes yes but um um oh it's horrible what that uh, poor that woman actually said. But no, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with her at all. But it's terrible to think that people abuse it like that. Yeah. Um because in um like I I I worked uh full time before that, so I know I I never I rarely went to the sure, GP. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I worked in healthcare. Um, 
So um, you got you got a bang on the head, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. That's that's right. Yeah. And for everything, like I I still I very seldom go to my GP now because I know that she has um 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 done what she can for me. Mm. Um, but I I did say from the start I wouldn't I wouldn't charge you. Or I wouldn't charge people who had an ongoing illness or a terminal illness or genuine illnesses. I, w- I genuinely wouldn't. I think it, it has to be. There has to be a level of common sense about approach to it. So you but know, now it's it's like one. Don't get me wrong. I think that this is the the problem with our country. There have been people that have made it. They've never worked, and they have access to everything. Mm-hmm. I, I like as regard to to I I'm not talking about people with disabilities, illnesses, or or old age pensions, but there has people that have abused the system and have never worked a day in their life and have access to everything, every support that's available. And, yeah, yeah, and and and, they, and by the way, there are people who know the system and know how to use the yes. system to the best and, advantage, and, of course, and and and. and Believe me, I am only on the 208 and I have to pay privately to see my neurologist and everything out of and that. I, and I don't know how you can afford to do that. You shouldn't have to do that, by the way, if you're only on 208. You shouldn't have to pay, because I, I am assuming privately to see a neurologist probably costs 150 quid to say hello. Oh, it's a, a 180 for about 10 minutes if you're lucky. To say hello, yeah. Yeah. And literally, I've been on the the waiting list for the public service for four years now, wow. and had to reapply just a few months ago. Oh, so the system is broken. I know that. I know that. But this is another part every, of the broken system. Yeah, everything has to be rearranged. It's like you you have you had a program about the and and not. It, Actually, it, do, Maria, do me a favour because I'm I'm late for a break here, so I have to go into a break. So, will you stay with me, and I'll come back to the program you were talking about in a second. All right? Okay. So, yep. stay stay with me there, Maria. The number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. All right. Keep Ireland's texting. Classic hits radio. Keep WhatsApping. The number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Okay. Let me go back to Maria if I can. Sorry, Maria, and I do apologise for cutting you a little bit short there. No. Uh, okay. So you mentioned that on some other program I was talking about something, and you were going to tell me what it was. But go on. What was it? Yeah, it was about the you know the 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 people on the social housing not paying their their oh rent. the rent the rent arrears yes of course and yeah like that like things like that 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 should be taken out of their 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 money like I mean I I pay property tax and that comes out of my my bank account so like there's I believe in a wealth fair state but. It has to be like it has it, to be it, monitored it, better. Yes. Yeah. It, of course. It's totally gone. Well, crazy. I mean, well, look. The government have a duty, and and the exchequer has a duty to protect taxpayers' money. And and don't get me wrong; those in need and those who need to be supported, like yourself, uh, at a time, need to have that. But those who don't, or those who are abusing it, need to be called out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, do me a favour, stay there a second because I want to go to Tommy as well because he's coughing in the background. I think he needs to go to a doctor. Tommy, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you, Tommy? How are you going, Will? Do you need to go to the doctor, Tommy? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tommy, should there be a small charge? Yes, provided you can guarantee that I've got to keep going up every so often with them. 
Yeah. Because when he do make charges in this country, he knows over the years, it starts off a small amount. Like, you know, if you look at the group payment scheme, not always you start off at 25 euro. And when it was far as 140 euro at one stage. Yeah. Because so, so in other, word, in other back, words, yeah. it needs to be capped. That we love it that word. It's not going to go beyond that point, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. And, and I do get the point you're making, and that's a fair point because you are right. The government do have a habit of once they manage to introduce something, that it turns into, you know, a free for all, whatever you want. Like the USC, they've done it with the USC. That's only supposed to be a two year team. We're still paying it today. Oh, what's your, and didn't Enda Kenny tell us in 2011 or 2012 that he was going to eradicate USC before 2015 at 1% per year? So they never did it. People seem to forget the promises, by the way, the politicians make and then just break constantly all the time. No, we don't forget them. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you have a good memory, Tommy, have you? Yeah, like yours, man. <laughs> yeah. So, you're, how much does your doctor charge, by the way? My doctor charges 65 euro. But if I ring the doctor, my doctor in the morning, I was just listening to your uh, WhatsApps there, you're on about the uh, K-Doc. I ran the K-Doc last year. And before you get anything, they'll ask you for 65 euro off your card. What, just to ring you? Just to talk to you on the phone? Like? To talk to you on the phone. I'm in the wrong, I'm I'm in the wrong career, with, I swear to God. Yeah, what happened was I ran to KDOC last year. I wasn't feeling well. I knew it was a chest infection, but I wanted to see a doctor get checked out. So the, the person at the other end of the phone said, look, you've got to give me a card number because it's 65 euro. The doctor ring you back. Right. So I said, no, but I want to see the doctor. <laughs> I just want to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you want to see him, yeah. I want to see him. Well, I took to the doctor and I was charging another 15 euros at the desk before I even seen him. So that made it cost me 80 quid to see the dub doc. That's mental. My own GP. And you know, you know what I've often said, and I hate this to be an insult to GPs because they've worked hard and trained hard, but maybe I'm wrong in thinking this. It's an easy job because I'll tell you why. The majority of people that come into you, your customers or your clients or your patients or whatever you want to refer to them as, right? They'll tell you what's wrong with them. So, so you walk into a doctor and you go, how are you doing, doctor? I have a bit of a tightness in the chest there and a bit of a wheeze. I have a chest infection. And they go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a quick listen. Yeah, you have a chest infection. I'll just give you an antibiotic here. And if they're unsure about what is wrong with you, which they probably are, they'll refer you to somebody else. So oh, it's, it's a fairly handy number, isn't it? I went over to my GP there earlier on the year. I was going to see him. And I said, he says, at the end of the day, I said, by the way, I was 50 quid. I said, for what? For a phone consultation. The guy said, well, I rang the doctor that morning. I told him what was wrong with me. I told him what to, uh, what to prescribe me. I told him where to send it to. And he charged me 50 quid. <laughs> so, when I went just to, to make any GP, sense, we shouldn't laugh. No, when I went to the CDGP, I said, you know when we say something to the doctor? He said, what's that? I said, this pandemic has been great for doctors. He says, what do you mean? You've now become miracle workers. <laughs> he says, hell. I said, before this pandemic, I had to come over to you. You just checked me out and see if you could find out what was wrong me. Now you can tell me over the phone without even seeing me <laughs> what is wrong with me. Do you know where we're coming from? So, <laughs> They've changed from me to having to examine you. And they go down the phone and say, Ah, oh, no, so that's a chest of That's your heart, Tommy. Yeah, we know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but 50 quid just to talk to him for five minutes. 50 quid for a phone consultation, yeah. Yeah, just to tell him what's wrong with you, even though you know what's wrong with you in the first place. You, you just know what's wrong with you. For him to send a description over to the thing. Over to the absent. 20 euros for your six monthly prescription if you're on a six monthly prescription. They charge you 20 euros to send it over to the chemist. It's an email, it costs nothing. 
I know, I know. Look, for a lot of people, they'll say it's a money-making racket. Listen, Tommy, thanks, and I hope you keep well. Right, we seem to have opened a little bit of a can of worms in relation to this big story uh, today in the paper that nearly a billion is paid out to GP practice for medical card holders. Somebody else, by the way, mentions that even if they cancel the appointments, the doctors still get paid. I don't know how true that is, by the way. Um, but maybe it is true. If you work in a practice, you could probably tell me that. Hi, Nal. I work in the healthcare system. Uh, I see it firsthand what's happening with medical card holders. 95% of them are a disgrace. Well, I wouldn't know that's a statistic you've come up with. But anyway, uh, they're out of destroying the medical card system. They exaggerate a situation just to get an appointment. And the knock-on effect is that the genuine person is pushed aside. I leave you with one thing. I pity the kids of the future. Their mothers have them destroyed with running to the doctor with things as little as a pain in the toe. And then some of the other messages we're getting in as well on a WhatsApp audio that are coming in at the moment. Hi, I Love the show. Just the medical card. There is no barcode. There is nothing on it. Only just a number. So when you give that number to your doctor, he can use that number as often as he likes. Why don't they put... Um, kind of a, a credit on the card that you can use so many times a year and every time you go to the doctor that you have to tap the card off this machine like a credit card and your credit is taken off and then if you have to apply for new ones that you apply for them and give a reason why you need them it's just that every single system in this country is absolutely abused and after what the scandal with Leo and the doctors and all that kind of thing can we really trust our doctors either listen Love the show, Nile, and you're going to fix the country for us yet. I am. I am going to fix the country. I'm going to become the Taoiseach of this country in the next five years. You do realise that. <laughs> I know. I think there should be an administrative charge of five to ten euros, but only uh, for excessive visits. So they should be able to get at least one free visit for per month, um, and anything after that pay for. And I know it's on a different subject, but I think also anybody who rolls on, it rolls into A&E over the weekend with alcohol-related um, injuries or illnesses, mm. they should have to pay. Yeah. And they, you know, Couldn't and agree with you more. I think also for, I'm sorry, Niall, but I, smokers, yeah. if you're going to be smoking, if you're going to have yeah. health issues due, uh, due to smoking, you should be paying as well. Yeah. All the best. Take care. Bye. Yeah, no, I, okay, I'm going to help myself out here. I'm going to support, that, support one thing that you said in relation to drink. Uh, rocking up to A&E they should have to pay or if I'm in a smoking related illness in A&E which I doubt I'd be in A&E for smoking related illness it's usually probably more serious than that but I think it would be fair to say that smokers have probably paid an awful lot of tax in their lives by buying cigarettes so they're probably well and truly I worked it out once that if you're smoking for 40 years you've paid 180,000 if you smoke an average of 20,000 cigarettes a day I think it's 180,000 in tax so that's probably covered you well and truly covered your medical expenses Van now, I think you're walking into a catch-22 at the moment GPs, you can't get an appointment because so many medical card holders are, are going too often. But if you make it free for everybody, nobody will get an appointment. I believe in the UK, you can't get an appointment for love nor money. So figure that one out. Thanks. Yeah, at the moment, I believe there is a problem in the UK because of a staffing issue. But generally speaking, the NHS is clearly a much better service than the HSE. Now, I know they have a larger population, larger po- population of taxpayers, more money in the kitty, etc., etc. But, um, yes, I do know that at the moment they have a problem, certainly with waiting lists for people. Let me go to Lorraine. Lorraine, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Lorraine? Hi, Niall, how are you? Good. Now, getting just very, very briefly, because I, wa- I want to move on a second, but I think your call is important because, obviously, you've worked to, in the practice. And, I mean, is it abused as much as people are saying? Oh yeah, 100%. And I actually would have worked in a dental practice as well. And like GPs have a set fee for a year for a medical card holder. 
But for a dentist, a dentist does not get paid unless they come. And we would have had loads of appointments made, long appointments, and we would have had, like, so patients that just never showed up for appointments. Okay. So we're turning away genuine patients who are actually really sick for those pa- you know, for that appointment, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, I get you. I get um, you. Now, with the medical card, I do agree, like, the t- t- €10 Euro or the €25 Euro for A&E, like, it is, it's a reasonable offer, you know? It's a reasonable um, price to pay. Um, and obviously, like, people with underlying conditions are very Yeah, there would be paid. exceptions to that. Yeah, but it would yeah, be waver- yeah, yeah. It would be wavered yeah. for certain people, yeah. of course, or yeah, elderly yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and when you when you say abused, you know, uh, and I mentioned earlier on to somebody who was on who has also worked in the GP practice and they were saying, you yeah, know, that... Yeah, I, I was listening to her. So basically, like, it would have been as late of last week where, like, I would have got an abusive phone call from a patient. So the doctor actually had to ring her and say, look, the same, Mary Murphy. Yeah. Um, we will no longer be able to hold you at our practice if you continue to abuse the phone lines because she would have rang eight times in the period of an hour and a half. For what? For her prescription. And what was she ringing eight times for? Eight, she, like, they wouldn't understand, you know, that you have to wait 24 hours, 48 hours. Like, as I said earlier on, like, we're in the middle of medical reports. There's so much that goes on behind the... Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...the closed scenes, you know? And we have a lot of other um, stuff to attend to and they just, yeah. they don't understand. They walk in off the street expecting a walk-in appointment. Um, some, maybe 15%, 20% would actually who, refuse to wear a mask. Who walks in off the street to a GP's practice? Patients. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. People yeah. walk in and just go, how are you doing? I want to see a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. As late as this morning. And and you'd say to them, I'm sorry, you have to have an appointment. That's what yeah, everybody yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As late as and the reaction this to morning that is... now, a man actually walked in and he only wanted to get a form signed. He said, can I have a quick word with the doctor? And I said, yeah, no problem. I said, look, what is it in relation to? I said, I see you don't have an appointment here. And he said, oh, no, it's just to sign a form. And I said, yeah, I said, I can take it from you and leave it here and you can come back tomorrow or Friday because Wednesday yeah. is our half day. Fair enough. And he said, no, no, I want it done now. Now? Now. So bear in mind, I was in a practice where there's only one GP on duty and there was six patients already waiting to be seen. Yeah. And we facilitate 20 to 25 minutes per patient. But obviously, sometimes if there is other issues with the patient, you know, the consultation goes on for longer. Yeah, some can be short or some can be longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he kept them still waiting to be seen. And I, I, hope said, that's yes, not I, his na- I hope that's not his name. No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, well, okay. <laughs> no, well, I, I dumped it anyway, so nobody heard it. But okay, so yeah. you said, okay, Mr. Joe Bloggs there. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I just said, look, I said, we're very busy. I said, I already explained. I said, you've no appointment made. I said, I offered you to leave your form with with me to sign and he said no it was urgent um so he he like yeah we get it every day like you know and, and, and how often do you take abuse i'm just maybe two or three times a week okay and to be fair by the way you can be abused by people who are paying patients yeah. as well i imagine yeah um yeah. no no yeah. what do you mean no, no you wouldn't you wouldn't um no no you wouldn't a paying patient uh you wouldn't get abused by really no so you you believe from your observations? Maybe maybe one patient in every fifty, if a prescription isn't in it in less than twenty four hours, you might get them to ring back the next day, saying, "Oh, this is um, John Murphy. I'm just going to use John Murphy again. Yeah. I phoned in yesterday for my prescription. It's not in the pharmacy, and I would have actually worked in a pharmacy as well in a previous 
job. I would have worked in healthcare in all aspects. Yeah. And I said, oh, John, I said, you know that you can get a five-day loan on your prescription? And he said, no, I can't. So you actually can, except the only thing would be controlled drugs as for sleeping tablets and other controlled high painkillers you couldn't get a loan of. But no pharmacy can you deny you an emergency supply of medication. No, no, I've seen that in the past. Yeah, so, so, so what you're saying to me, from your observations, and this is just your observations, the majority yeah. of abuse that you get, almost all of it, is from people who wear medical cards. Yeah, yeah. And the majority of time wasted or people not turning up for appointments is people with medical cards. Yeah. The majority yeah. of people who come in yeah. demanding an appointment there and then are people with medical yeah. cards. Yeah. Just say if it's a Friday afternoon, three or four o'clock, um, our practice would finish at five as normal or whatever, but that's not us finishing at five. That's us finishing at six or half six. And it's often been later in the case. Um, just say another John Murphy rings and he's looking for an appointment and you say, look, no, John, I said the nearest appointment is Monday. You offer him South Doctoring at six o'clock. He doesn't want to wait because he just wants his regular GP, which is okay. Fair enough. I understand, yeah, I understand that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's 100%. I wouldn't really like to go to South Dock either. But if you're left with no other option. So you facilitate an appointment for him on Monday morning. He never shows up. Right. No explanation. No nothing. No explanation. He'll get a prescription. And the somebody GP else will... in the interim, somebody else, a paying customer, might have, yeah. might have rang and you said, sorry, yeah. I can't give you an appointment till Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's getting tougher, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. so hard, and you, and do you think a small administration fee, provided it was wavered for genuine patients with terminal yeah, illnesses or like, older people, as you, you say, think that would make a difference? Like you, you would be recommended to get your blood done twice a year and your blood pressure checked twice a year. So I think would if you? the ten euro fee was um, a payment, you know, that is a very do reasonable. People, do people get their bloods done twice? Ashley, do you get your? Yeah, you're actually. I could. I could nearly send you on a picture. I'm here looking at the wall now, and we're actually meant medical card holders from the first of February in 2018. They were meant to be charged 10 euro for bloods taken. So maybe 40, 50 percent of patients will pay the 10 euro, but the other percentage won't pay the 10 euro because they say, "Sure, I'm on social welfare payment. I'm on the dole. I'm only on 100 euro a week." I don't have that. Where am I going to get that money? But if it's a genuine, look, if it's a genuine case, I don't mind. Which would actually annoy you. You'd see them out in the street and like, it's just annoying and frustrating when you see them, you know, and like they have, so like they're not short of anything by no means like, but they did refuse to pay the 10 euro. I'm looking at the story, there was a story in the paper there last week, HSE refunds 2,600 euro to medical card holders who paid GPs for blood tests. Yeah. So in other words, even if they pay it, they can get their money back. Yeah, they can. Yeah. So like every four years, you know the way we're entitled to claim medical expenses as yeah, a yeah. taxpayer. So they can also claim that back. Ah, shit jeepers. Yeah. So it's not easy. Oh, it's by, not the way, by the way, you just mentioned there a minute ago. Sorry, now I'm using a lot of your time now. But you mentioned you're meant to get a blood test twice a year. Yeah. Uh, Ashling, when was the last time you got a blood test? She's last year. Okay. Twice a, twice a year and blood pressure would be vital as well for women. Well, I have my Apple Watch. My Apple Watch tells me blood pressure. <laughs> That's grand. Yeah, but yeah. blood tests, I mean, I've only ever got a blood test if I felt there was something wrong with me. No, no, no. You, you, like, you should be getting a blood test every year by right. But, um, I mean, I, mean, I don't, don't, don't mind Ashling, my producer Ashling. She's a hypochondriac <laughs> anyway, the best of times. So Ashling, if Ashling even felt funny, she'd be down to the doctor's. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, 
it's up to yourself. Like a lot of people would for peace of mind, you know, like we would have had people that would have got tests done and they might have thought they were perfect and something would have showed up. Now, not bear in mind, it wouldn't be anything serious. It could I remember, I remember, sorry. Now we never like got that, off on a know? tangent. I remember listening to a doctor on the radio one day and he was talking and he said to the presenter of the show, he said, there's about 100 people outside in your radio station, isn't there? And he says, yes, let's assume he said they're all healthy people. He said, do you know that if we did a, an MRI and a blood test and a scan, a CT and all something those people. Something would show up. He said, something will show up. And he yeah. said, we'll probably find cancer in at least 10% of them. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, would you really? And he said, there is an argument that sometimes some people are better off not knowing. That they, yeah. that it no, would be, it would be so, it would be so dormant. That actually touch base with me because my godfather, he's, He's passed away now four years ago. So he originally went to his GP with a chesty cough and he actually had thyroid cancer and four shadows in his lung and he was dead in less than a year. So he honestly thought he'd only a chesty cough. I know, look, and I advise everybody, you know, if you feel there's something wrong with you, please do go to the doctor. Always do go to the doctor and, and get a second opinion if you feel there's something wrong with you. Don't just put up with it. But, but the other thing as well is they say that most men die with prostate cancer. Yeah. So they, in other words, you know, when you die at 80 or 90 years of age, you most likely have, a lot of men would have prostate cancer. Um, yeah. But they never probably get it checked or they haven't had it checked. But no. it's a very slow burning cancer, thankfully. And it's, it it's is, one of the most yeah. recoverable cancers that you can recover yeah. from. But that sometimes, you know, if you're 80 or 90 years of age and you find, you know, find out you have prostate cancer, you're probably better off not knowing. Yeah, you well, I suppose I mean? at that age, you know, I mean, because they have a lot of worry and stress anyway. You yeah, know, yeah. A lot of, like, they'd be probably hitting... Other signs, you know, with dementia, Parkinson's, mm. you know, like a lot of them probably wouldn't be 100% medically fit anyway. Yeah. So that's the last thing they want to hear. Well, look, it's been lovely talking to you, Lorraine. You're enlightening. Thanks uh, we, very we, much, We must get you on again on a more regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You can talk all day. <laughs> Thanks very much, Thanks Lorraine. Very much, all right, there you go, Lorraine, with some insights there into what's going on. And she believes from her observation, that that's just her observation, by the way, um, that the majority abuse that she gets medical card holders the majority of cancellations and appointments are medical card holders and that she believes that there is an abuse of the system now she's not saying that everybody by the way using a medical card is like that because they're clearly not uh, most people using the medical card are genuine they're sick and they need to see a doctor but she says that there should be maybe an administration charge as long as you're not elderly or you're not a patient with an ongoing uh, underlying illness that there, or terminal illness that there should be a charge to discourage people from wasting time it's not a bad idea Hi Niall, um, in relation to medical cards, uh, I believe the average industrial take home pay is about 600 euros after all taxes um, and with welfare is approximately a third of that at 205 or so. So ergo, make them, make them pay a third of all medical costs, a third of the doctor's fees, 60 euros, make them pay 20. Medicines, if they're 40 quid or 30 quid, make them pay a third of the equivalent. It's fair as fair, I mean, I have to pay all my own bills and pay all the medicines and pay the doctors and pay everything else. So fair is fair. Okay, Niall, thanks a million. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like they're getting no money. It's probably a third of the average industrial wage. So he's got a good point. If it's a third of the average industrial wage, well, then maybe you should have to pay a third of what everybody else has to pay and not just get it for free. Um, and that will make it easier for everybody because if if there was an administration fee and it was ring fence, well, then, you know, that gentleman or me, when you go in, you wouldn't have to pay 65. You might have to pay 40. Because that money would be ring-fenced and go back into the GP's office, if you know what I mean. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.